Hey, Gut Check Army. Zach here. Just wanted to let you know that we have a new program for your listening pleasure. It's called Clinch, a podcast of fiction and not fiction. And you can find it at www.zacharybartles.com slash podcasts. It's sort of like uh, Gut Check Literacy Month found out it had a long-lost nephew, maybe, and then slowly got to know that nephew over the course of 33 weeks. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. So check it out. You can find Clinch, a podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, etc. Uh, you can listen on your Amazon Echo or at www.zacharybartles.com slash podcasts. And now, brought to you by Cliff Graham's Good Battle Chewers, because all other Israel trips are for Ponzi's. www.goodbattlechewers.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast, with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my partner in podcasting, Zachary Bartles. And, and Zach, we're joined by, I'm hesitant to even use the word guest. Um, Jay is more than a guest, Zach. I, 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 feel like, I feel like one of the things that we do as a company and just as people, we, we collect talented people. And we, we ran across a guy in Israel named, named Jay Kasten, Johnny Shex. And it became clear to us immediately because we have an eye and an ear for this sort of thing that Jay was a special person. Uh, <laughs> that can mean so many things. I know, yeah, that's fine. I, Short bus. Hang on. Right. I'm going gonna, gonna to suss this out. He was, he was a special individual. He had unique talents, uh, unique talents that uh, I think would fit nicely with what we're trying to do with our own media empire here at Gut Check. So uh, what we've done, we've provided Jay with his own blue snowball microphone. And he's going to be a part of the program for as, as often as he would like. He has a standing invitation uh, to join us in the studio for this program. So uh, I want to give a warm and official gut check welcome, a stateside welcome uh, to Jay Caston. Now, Johnny Shex, I want you to describe your, your studio there. What are we looking at, man? Um, okay, so I've put up a bit of a shrine to okay. Israel in the, in the, on the wall here. <clears throat> Great. Nothing like uh, Reverend Bartle's office, I'm sure. I've got the <laughs> oh Zach. Do you remember that? Uh, so through Zach, I actually I don't want to jump ahead here, but I, there yeah. were some purchases I made because of Zach. Actually, okay. One of those was this really. It was. It's a great, uh, very wide shot of Jerusalem. Oh uh, yeah, one dollar. Uh, one dude, that was a fuck, man. That was like the best purchase we made the whole. It time. It was really good. So that is up with the Israeli flag um, nice. on the wall. Nice. I've got you know my window, the apartment complex. I'm looking out. Uh, we got some nice grass. It's about half dead up here in Northern California. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's okay. So I kind of look out into the foyer. You guys uh, got a drought in the northern part of California, or is that just uh, down south there? You know, I, I this we had record rains uh, oh. the winter in this winter, but in general, I think the last like seven eight years been pretty bad drought wise. Okay. So uh, got some green, got some trees, pretty empty, which is nice. Um, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. I got my desk. I got my rolling chair from Costco, uh, which is unbelievable. Oh, and then I have my 
I uh, I don't know if you guys remember. I stopped by the gift shop um, and got a bunch of stickers. So now my <laughs> coffee, my to-go cup, not only has the Jerusalem flag, but on the other side, if I happen to set it down the wrong way, I love Jerusalem sticker on the other side. Nice. So, I'm a little, I'm like a little kid, and New Kids on the Block just came out uh, as far as Israel is concerned, I think. Dude, yeah, if, if we all had denim jackets, we would have like multiple <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pins related well, to Israel stuck into our I, denim jackets. I, I'm thinking about getting a giant pin uh, with a uh, with a blow-up shot of Itai's face. Oh, <laughs> yes, dude. Anyways, dude, I, I've no. caught myself several times like scrolling through pictures and just like, editing out everyone else and just kind of blowing up Itai's face. Ted, Ted's actually been texting me just pictures of Itai, like zoomed in. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's a real thing. Maybe I got to give the audience a little context if they're, if they're new to this kind of iteration of the program. So Itai was our guide in Israel. Every, every tour group that goes to Israel, um, you get a, uh, an Israeli guide. Um, this particular guy was probably what late fifties, early sixties age wise. Would you guess? Sure. I don't know, it's hard. It's hard to say. He he had this kind of Egyptian god quality about him, where he was just kind of yes. ever in his prime, ageless, ever in his prime. Kind of a wolfish quality, a a wolfish grin, almost a jackal, maybe like a jackal. He was Jay. He was like a jackal. That's it. I didn't want to leave my wife alone with him for very long. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we all know how that turned out on my end. So I also didn't. Yeah, I didn't want to leave myself alone with him for very long. If you know now what I mean. Our boy was honorable. I don't want anyone to think that. It's just well, he's that, very honorable. Yeah. Also, he, animal he, magnetism is the thing. Yeah, wildly charismatic. That's the thing. Like, but I, in a I, down, down low kind of you know underplayed kind of way. Yeah. Now, Zach, I want you to describe for me Itai's grin, like like the way that he would use <laughs> facial expressions because it was very subtle. It's I would say something that he knew was funny. I don't mean I don't, I don't say thought was funny. I say he knew was funny. Yeah. He determined what was funny on the bus. I tell you that absolutely. And he'd say it, and then he'd kind of cock his head to the side, and there'd be this kind of like self-deprecating. Yes, I know that I am, you know, very funny and very charming. Little <laughs> little grin that Ted you perfected. Jackal. Um, yeah. And, and you know, Jay, why don't you tell the story about the uh, the gentleman who boarded our bus at one point on the way to the uh, airport and, and how Itai handled that. That that sums this guy up. Yeah, that was incredible. You know, so it, it was a, it wasn't it was incredible enough that uh, our second tour guide Siege, the man, uh, <laughs> made a comment on this. I, I forget actually what what was going on. We we were at some sort of border and it was to the point where they stopped the bus. And it was kind of intense as Americans, right? I mean, it, there was nothing. I was probably just being overdramatic and everything. It's like, oh, what's happening? Well, a, a soldier, which is pretty commonplace there, uh, boards the bus with his, I don't know, loaded AK-47, whatever he has. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of where it got interesting. So I noticed the guy, I was like, oh, he's getting on the bus, was my first thought. Then everything got quiet, right? Yes. Everybody kind of quit chatting and laughing and um, you know, there's somebody boarding the bus, and he has a giant gun. That's all you can kind of see from the outside. Well, I noticed that Itai was in an absolute, uh, like, Jay-Z. Like, he, he was completely <laughs> gangstered out in his seat. Right? He was I'd, I'd never out, like, him. his legs were up. He was, his legs were all akimbo. What, what am I trying to say? Yeah, he was, like, leaned way back in his seat, and he was on the phone. Yeah. Uh, a, so this is what I noticed. As this, you know, as this soldier... Who's not happy? I, I, he's definitely not smiling and, and waving and saying, um, "You know, I love America." Welcome. So he's yeah. he's boarding the bus, um, and Itai is on the phone, 
And so I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking all this in, and at this point, I'm trying to get smaller in my chair, if that's yeah, possible. This is not possible, Jay. You, you're, you're all, you're like 200, you're flirting with 260 pounds of pure muscle. Uh, yeah. And, uh, we'll put it this, they made me sit out on the camel ride, uh, initially, <laughs> until, they, until they had me weigh in on the Bedouin scale. But, Dude, uh, the, cam- the camel tore its meniscus when it was, uh, oh my god. <laughs> That poor camel. Seriously, yeah. uh, his back squat probably went up after that, though. Absolutely. But anyway. Yeah, his quads were a little bigger after that. So, so it's high, doesn't it? So I'm kind of, you know, my, my wife's kind of smiley and looking out the window, like yeah. she basically does. Uh, and I'm looking <laughs> at this whole assessing this whole situation, pretty much getting, uh, you know, uh, uh, swallowing hard, and my mouth starting to get dry. Yeah. So I notice it's high on the phone. All this is happening uh, in, in in a split second. Well, the guy continues to boards the bus. He comes all the way up the stairs, and then he kind of looks down the aisle at Ted and Zach and I and everybody else. He kind of itai. So at the same time, so now we get a full kind of view of this soldier, and he's definitely an armed soldier. And again, he's not smiling, and he doesn't, you know, he's not waving an American flag or anything. So it's a little, it's a little intense. Itai. It cannot be bothered with this. He's, he's still chatting. And, I, and it sounds, I don't speak Hebrew. I'm pretty sure he's fighting with a girlfriend, is, is kind of what I picked up from the conversation. So Dude, I, I literally, has a harem. You know he's uh, got, like, yeah. He's got a lot going on in the area. He he well he's he's got a Columbia sponsorship. There's all sorts of things happening with yeah, this guy. Yeah, head to so, toe Columbia gear, man. Merch deal. But the thing is, like, so you you expect this soldier to get on your bus. You kind of expect your guide to like jump up and smile at everybody and and start speaking in the native tongue and then smiling about everything's fine, guys. None of that happened. So it's eyes on the phone, and I I swear to you, it was twenty to thirty seconds. Uh, and I mean, he was he was laid back like like you're in the car and you're leaned all the way back on the phone, legs up with a soldier with a gun basically standing right in front of him um, yeah. and doesn't even look over. So 20, <laughs> 30 seconds go by. Itai gives this very slow sort of jackly <laughs> glance to the gentleman and holds up the one finger like if someone's bothering you. Yeah. Like, hey, give me a minute. And you're like, give me a minute. Like, get his own thing yeah. going on. I, so yeah. at this point. Yeah, at this point, I don't. I'm almost convinced that he is Jason Bourne. I like okay. I, they, they got it wrong with Matt Damon, and and I'm like, what is going? And he goes back to fighting with his girlfriend on the phone if for Incredible. another like ten seconds, and now it's awkward. Now the soldier <laughs> is standing there with his gun. It's almost been a minute, and so now yeah. he's kind of somehow. I don't know how to explain this. It's I had completely made this guy look like a 19 year old, 18 year old little high school kid. I don't know how he did it. Yeah. But the guy was kind of standing there fidgeting, like looking around his gun. Like now he doesn't know what to do. So finally, Itai looks up from his phone, 45, 50 seconds <laughs> in, and, and speaks at him. It wasn't nice. I, I didn't understand what he was saying, but it was very curt mm-hmm. and very, I told you to put your jacket on before you go outside. Sort of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then goes back to the phone to, to continue to ask his girlfriend if he could please go out to the club tonight uh, in Jerusalem. No, he and, doesn't and, ask. And the guard, Itai doesn't ask. No, right. So, yeah, but tells. I'm telling you. So then the guard sort of looks down and then sort of shuffles off the bus, <laughs> oh, uh, sort of sad. Tail between legs. So that's what I saw. And, yeah. and then I'm screaming and pumping my fist because now I'm all tough because the soldier's off the bus. And I can't <laughs> believe what I just witnessed. I can't even yeah. believe it. You guys, I got to say, when I go back to Israel, A, I'm going with Siege, Cliff Graham, absolutely. <laughs> there's, no, there's, there's no trip without this guy. And B, Itai's got to be our guy. Yeah. Oh, 
I have his number. You guys get that bookmark? Yeah, we got the bookmarks, baby. Oh, yeah. First, last Absolutely. name, and number. We have his number. So, dude, what what do you say? One of us texts him right now. <laughs> oh, we do that on the program. <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody text him. I'm not dibs. I'm not. I I don't have the number. <laughs> I don't have the number like in front of me. But, oh, I can uh, get it. You you texted the, a picture of the business card to me I, in I, between. I <laughs> so so all right let's let's tease this out a little bit while we're on the air here. what um what would i text to him hypothetically if i was going to text itai from from the program just tell him that your mind is still blown by how insanely awesome the trip to israel was okay yeah so good complimentary all true yeah absolutely and and if folks aren't clear again if they're new to the program uh Ooh, got the, three, the three of us just got back from israel um, we had an incredible trip, courtesy of GoodBattleTours.com. Uh, if you're not familiar with Cliff, Cliff Graham's uh, fiction uh, with his work, check out uh, CliffGraham.com. Check out GoodBattleTours.com. Um, he has some incredible deals on uh, these 10-day Israel tour packages. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. <laughs> you sent me the hat. Did you send the picture that says the hat, baby? Also to Jay? Dude, what? The hat picture. Oh. Oh, picture no. you in the hat. I don't think I sent that one to you. I'm going to forward okay. that. Then. So I got his mobile and his Gmail. Right oh, I got here. it right here, too. Yeah. Oh, you got mobile. it. Mobile. And he's okay. got a fax number, this guy. Unbelievable. What? Okay, so Ted, who, who's doing it? Ted or Jay? I already called the dibs on not, which must be honored because I'm 12. Dude, I'll do it. <laughs> All right, man. Mobile is 972. Wait, hang on. I, I think I'm. Should I send him a Gmail? Should I just drop him a little email? Well, then, I, I was thinking maybe we'd hear back. It's nine twenty one PM in Israel right now. Wouldn't it be funny if we heard back from him before the, the freaking thing was over? Dude, that'd be incredible. But I'm thinking you it's know, just etiquette wise. Etiquette wise all right. Yeah. I don't know, Jay, are you willing to text him? It probably wouldn't even go through. It's an international text. Who has that like service? Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean if he if he was an iPhone user it'd be one thing, but I think it's yeah, it's just an international text. Jay, so. you've 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 lived quite a crazy and bold life. You're not you're not willing to text <laughs> Itai? I don't I don't uh the, I'm just a little worried about repercussions. I don't know what happens when I text out of the country. Oh, yeah, you think it might be like a fourteen dollar fee or something? It might be. It might be because of the plan that we have. Everybody has different plans. Uh-huh. I'm a little nervous. I'm you know nervous. what? You, you know what, you guys? I am gonna I'm gonna text him right now. Okay. I'm writing the number down um, because I have a prepay cell phone, so it can't strike. It hit me with a bill. Um, okay. All it can do is use up like 20 texts worth of texts. Nice, baby. So here we go. 972-5222. So, yeah. All right. Um, I don't know if it's going to let me do this, but I'm going to say, Itai, just <laughs> want to thank you again amazing. for how... Balls awesome. <laughs> our trip, or our, our our week Tour. in Israel yeah. was. You. What should I say? You. Were. What's the right level of fawning here? You were. Uh, the consummate tour guide. Yeah, the consummate tour guide. Professional, huh. available. Jay, Jay, huh? To that? What, what, no, I, what, I like that. I really like that. I, I didn't. I don't know where to go on this. Yeah. Consummate tour guide. Um. And I 
look forward to coming back someday. P.S. I don't trust you around my wife. But, you know, it's, it's another thing. Dude, this, this guy made Cliff Graham, like, stop and, like, he was almost in awe, you know? And it, yeah, I, I no, feel like I it takes an awful lot to do that. Absolutely. It sure does take an awful lot to do that. And, uh, baby, I found the picture. I found the hat picture. And <laughs> I want to describe this for our listeners. And, send it to uh, Jay. I want, him to, I want him to relive it as well. Yeah, I, I want you to. <laughs> that experience was something. Kind of talk us through. I think I did send this to Jay, but I'm going to send it again um, for the benefit of the program here. But uh, this was a picture, baby, of you. And where were we? We were outside. Was this the Garden of Gethsemane? Uh, yeah. That, no, no, no. This was outside the Garden Tomb. Okay, this is outside the Garden Tomb. So a, a pretty heavily kind of tourist oh, yeah. area. And you were approached by a gentleman who was carrying lots of bags and lots of flutes. And in the in the kind of the tchotchke world in Jerusalem, you realize that these flutes are everywhere. They're prevalent. You know, you can you know, you can turn <laughs> around on every street corner and get one of these little wooden flutes. And so this guy had a bunch of those. He had a bunch of these kind of low-end bags, and he had a bunch of hats, like baseball caps. And <laughs> oh wow. In the in the again, in the Tchotchke world, you kind of get the impression that you know, the place where you bought your shofar, and we're going to get a shofar update here in a few minutes, but the place where you bought your <laughs> oh, shofar was kind of the, man, that, that was kind of like the sharper image of tchotchkes. You know? <laughs> I like it. Yes. It was upscale. It was high-end tchotchke market. <laughs> this guy. Sharper <laughs> image. Oh. This Dude, guy. Zach, no, Zach looks very tactical and serious in this picture. Dude, he looks tactical. He looks serious. <laughs> He looks like he could hit he could hit you in an ankle from a thousand meters. Just he could hit you in an ankle from a thousand meters. I want I want you to look at his left hand though, Jay. I want you to see that his he already has several bags of tchotchkes. Oh, I count, I count eight. <laughs> this is a man who's done. Some hey, what about the that necklace he has, or is that a whisper battery? I That's get, a whisper, baby. He's got the whisper. He's wearing the whisper. Um, he's got his Jerusalem. He, he has a bag per finger. That's unbelievable. <laughs> he does. He has a tchotchke bag per finger. So this. This is a gentleman who's who's been around the streets of Jerusalem. He's already, he's already done some tchotchke shopping, and he knows that this guy selling this merchandise is not – this is not high-end tchotchke shopping. However, our boy saw a deal. He saw an opportunity because this guy approached him with the Jerusalem ball cap that you see in the picture, and we'll post this in the show notes. And what you might not be able to see in the picture, though, is that the hat says Jerusalem – uh, horizontally, and then it also says Jerusalem <laughs> vertically. So in case you, you forgot are. where you were or what kind of hat you were buying, unbelievable! It's on there twice. Zach, how many how many dollars did you pay for this hat? U.S. He put that hat right on my head after I bought a couple other things from him. Yeah, he puts it on my head and he just held his hand out and said, "Now you give me three dollars." Unbelievable! <laughs> you know, and I was so, like, "What's more like, awkward? I take off the hat and give it back to him, or I yeah. just give him three dollars and walk away?" He was basically he was telling you, "This is how this interaction is going to go." This is how this is going to work. I he read me at this point. He knew I was the guy that buys things at the prices he sets. Oh, exactly. Oh. So you there was no haggling at this point. There was well, no you know, so the, the guy that sold him, if you guys are putting this on the site, he's wearing the same hat, and you get a nice side view of, of, of said hat. Dude, that's right. You can see the front third of a camel, which is also pictured yes. on the bill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, the hat is unbelievable. And again, everywhere you go, everywhere you go in Jerusalem, you can see these hats. So there must be like a sweatshop somewhere... Yeah, uh, that's just cranking out these hats for like pennies on the dollar. 
because if he's selling them at three bucks, three American bucks a pop, I don't know. I, I, I'd be curious to know what the margin is on those for him. Um, yeah, you can't be making much money unless you're you're buying them for a buck buck fifty, right? Dude, a buck buck fifty or less. God forbid. I mean, and and the plan, of course, <laughs> here was that that Cliff was going to sign <laughs> twice. He was going to sign the bill yeah. across and then vertically, and and we never found a sharpie, and he and he never uh, got around to it, which is sad. It was going to be a giveaway for for one of the Gut Check Army guys going on uh, going on an Israel trip. That's right. It was going to be for a member of the Gut Check Army, which we could, we should still do that. We should find a way oh, to we still can make that happen. Cliff will, Cliff will get down on that. Absolutely, Zach. Speaking of tchotchkes, I would like to get from you a shofar update. So, uh, people have been following the shows. If they've been following the Israel apps, hopefully they got uh, a little bit of a picture of your tchotchke buying approach and the fact that you you may or may not have overpaid for uh, <laughs> shofar uh, in Bethlehem. So there was some concern as to whether or not the shofar would get home in one piece. Um, I want to know how it's doing, where it is. Um, if you've blown it recently and, um, just, just just give the listeners a little shofar update. Well, all right. I I know you're acting like you, you have genuine interest in the shofar, but, uh, if you were, you know, I want to tell the second hat story after, after I blow my shofar and, uh, and people will see that you don't have a a genuine interest. You're more, it's more of a clear. I have no interest in the shofar. In and of itself, <laughs> I have interest in it as a as a bit, you know, as a, as a vehicle, you know, for us vehicle. to talk about some things. What? No, I'm just I, I'm still on the whole sharper image thing. This is the hilarious, most hilarious thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so, baby, how's the shofar? Give us a little update. Well, the shofar made it back, no problem. Awesome. It is in one piece. Awesome. It was in your carry-on, uh, correct? You jammed it into your carry-on. Uh, jamming out both sides of his carry-on. It yeah, was yes, yeah, kind of poking out the uh, <laughs> the duffel bag on both sides, not out the opening, but like making new openings. Yeah, it, it did not fit. Yeah, um, and I I put it in, in such a way so that whenever someone opened the overhead compartment, yeah, uh, it just fell out, and so I caught it a few times, and I was very nervous. Yeah, oh wow, but it. Yeah, I got it, and I, I brought it on Sunday. You know, we, we got home on Friday. I brought it in on Sunday. I used it for my little children's sermon when all the oh, little nice. kids gather around, and and I oh, blew wow. it then to some to some comedic effect. And uh, I'm gonna go grab it. I'm in yeah. my I'm in my study at the church right now, and I have it on on prominent display. And I've oh, gotten wow. many uh, compliments on this shofar. Good, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna go grab it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow it for you. Okay. <laughs> this is the sound of me grabbing the shofar. In the studio, I'm sitting back down and putting my headphones back on. All right, you guys ready for this? Baby, now, I, because I'm a journalist, I need to ask the tough questions here. Uh, <laughs> has anyone asked you how much you paid for the shofar? You know what? I actually, I actually worked that into uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the entertaining aspect of the, the children's sermon there and, and explained about like how, how they saw me coming yeah. from, from Lansing in That's Bethlehem. Good. You addressed it? You took it head oh, wow. on? I, I liked it. Yeah. You know what? You you have to deal with these things. You can't try and sweep them under the rug. You can't right. try and hide your shofar under the rug. That'd have, that'd <laughs> no one blows a shofar in secret. You know. That's that, right. That, all right. So this is the sound that you would hear if you were up in you know the the hill country of Ephraim and and one of the judges was was calling uh, the the people to war. Okay. Uh, they'd hear this sound and they would know it is time to put down our. Are, uh, actually, wouldn't put down their farming implements. They would bring them with them because that was their yeah. weapons. Yeah. Um, so here we go. <laughs> Hold on. Let me try that again, you guys. That's... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hold on, one more so, time. That sounds. <laughs> so if you're listening at home, that sounds like either a really Who's ready for war, or just someone <laughs> blowing through like a, a random plastic tube. Today is a day of war. No, oh, today is a day. Boy, you know what? I gotta, I gotta, I'm, I'm sprinting toward that. I'm probably going to take the day off of war. Yeah, Jay, if you and I are on the hill in Ephraim, man, we're we're sprinting toward that. Yeah. Now, my wife can do it, and I don't know what this says about anything, but my wife can do it really well. Interesting. Um, yeah, she can get even the two-tone thing, the lower one, and then it goes to the higher one. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. I keep working on it, but, you know, I'm I, I, like you, Ted, I'm a woodwind guy. You know, if yeah. this had a reed, uh-huh. I could play it. Yeah, you know? we're not brass guys. You know, we're not shofar guys either, apparently. Right. Johnny Shex could play it, but even more than that, yeah. what was the name of that guy? Freddie uh, Freddy Lopez. <laughs> Freddie Lopez Frankie. could play the Frankie heck out Lopez. of this thing. Frankie Lopez was Frankie first Lopez. chair shofar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was no joke. I was <laughs> in the brass family for a few years. I could Dude, you're a brass guy. You were a, you were a trumpet guy, correct? I was, correct, yes. Yeah. See, I was really hoping that, uh, that Jay would go down when that wedding was going on with the Israeli mariachi <laughs> band and kind of just sub in for the trumpet guy, you know, just kind of play a few Dude, bars. What I, what I wouldn't have given to seen that, you know. I would, I would have made a few checks, you know, <laughs> yeah, rain down it was on, like, our, on our boys. It was 9 p.m. Israeli time. It was, I don't know what time it was American, and my 11 Turkish coffees from Tel Aviv Airport to our kibbutz uh, had come to a, a screeching halt at that point. So Yeah, absolutely. I, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was in bad way. Now, while we're talking about the shofar, and Zach, I want to I want to get loop around to this other hat story, but I want to ask the group, and, and maybe Jay Shex, you can... Uh, you can address this first. What's one thing, if there is one thing, that you bought in the roost that you're a little bit embarrassed of? Any any buyer's remorse on any of that stuff? A hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, you know, I think it is. So I was kind of following Zach's lead. Mm-hmm. You know, Ted, you started it. I think at the because you got really excited <laughs> at the uh, olive oil. Uh, place and I turned my back on you for one second. I turned back <laughs> yep. around and you were hitting like five different face lotions like a boss. Oh and, yeah, uh, dude, Ted's lady was calling the shots there. That wasn't Ted. Okay, dude, she well, was Ted calling the shots. Ju- I, mean, I was enjoying it. I'm not gonna lie. You were you were you were not holding back. So that was I the was first moisturizing. time I was, ready to... I was I was sampling. It was <laughs> oh, so I was ready to pull some shekels out, and my and my lady actually said no. You know the, the next. You know, so I feed it. I I think I feed up you, gentlemen. And uh, how can I speak of this without speaking of the one and only Chess Cam? Oh, Chess Cam. <laughs> boy. Our boy Nathan. Incredible. So what happened, I think, I don't, I don't know if I should get too I don't really remember what happened. I just remember Nathan being really happy and excited at a gift shop that I was, I was getting touched a lot at. Um, <laughs> Whoa, hey. Yeah. No, I didn't like it. I was surrounded by a bunch of guys. It was kind of weird. I don't think a lot of tourism goes through there. Cl- you know, Cliff. Cliff says things like, "Not a lot." Uh, he says things like, "Remember, remember when he was under his breath about like, yo, you don't have to hike up to the to this area." Yeah, but you know, but if you don't, you're not a man. Sort of, right, like, right. So Basically, like, yeah. well, you know, and he was like, you know, he has this way of saying things. I'm like, Cliff, how come four guys were back there grabbing my legs, my back, and my arms? And he was yeah. like, Oh, not a ton of tourists come through here, and kind of gave me that Cliff Graham. You know, uh, Navy SEAL smile. I don't even know what yeah. it is. Uh, I think the Navy is actually the only one of the uh, branches of the Armed Forces Cliff hasn't served in. Yeah, yeah. right. So <laughs> Army Force Recon, whatever it is. He's got this look about him. Anyway, uh, so I was trying to kind of get out of there. I-, I see Nathan. I see Chess Cam. 
Uh, and I see this guy playing the, the wooden flute that was spoken about earlier. Yeah. Uh, I had to have one. Had yeah. to. So they sell them by the three, apparently. <laughs> Either oh. that or they knew they could get one over on Johnny Shex, and they did. Mm. So I got super excited. So I, I was like, oh, it's only, you know, whatever it was. Way yeah. too many American dollars. And I, and I yanked it out of his hand, and I was super excited for about four steps. And then yeah. I, I started boarding the bus, and I gave a, I gave a, a toot on the whistle, and I was like, yeah. what, did I, what am I doing? This is ridiculous. <laughs> and so what as I was asking my wife, you know? oh, I was like, babe, I got three flutes. And like as, yeah. soon as, it, as soon as I said it, yeah. I was like, don't even answer. Don't even say anything. Don't even yeah. <laughs> it's not a strong move with your lady. Yeah, I got three flutes. Call me the Pied Piper. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it was about that flute guy, but yeah, it was like right place, right time. Everybody was going in for the flutes at that Dude, moment. I bought a crap ton of flutes. I think I bought like 40 of them. You did. did and, you? And can, I, can I just ask you, like, what are you going to do with a flute? I you gave I one mean? to, I actually bought three, just like Jay, and I gave one to my wife, one to my kid. We all played with them for about 30 seconds, and then they disappeared into diverse dr- drawers around the sure. house. Sure. Uh, to be thrown out later. Absolutely. My mom's a school teacher for little ones. I'm going to send her one. And then I got two. Uh, I have no idea. You guys will probably get them for Christmas or something. I don't they know. actually sound kind of money, though, if you play it like slow and the, the low notes and stuff and kind of trill back and forth between notes. It sounds very rude. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, the, the, the dude was freestyling with a left hand only. So his right arm oh, had about 100 man. flutes in it. The Incredible. left hand, it was like he had a big stogie. The left hand only, and he's crushing this flute. It was unbelievable. I almost started to dance myself. So I was like, I got to have one. But that's just <laughs> not, you know, I, it's just not realistic. I don't know what happened. So that, that's definitely mine. My, my um, buyer's remorse comes from the airport, man. I'm okay. on the way out of the airport. I'm, I'm, I'm cataloging in my mind. In fact, you guys even texted me like, where are you? We're a little worried about you, you know? Yeah, that's right. I yeah, just you disappeared. disappeared for a long time. You should have known yeah. it was all tchotchke related. I knew I was, it was Chachki-related. I didn't well, want to we say bet, anything. We were making, yeah. We're so making I'm thinking, bets. like, I, I don't think I have enough for everybody, enough stuff. You know, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to come back and just be – I want to be Joe Cocaine with this stuff, man. Just like, here's some <laughs> flutes. Here's some keychains. Here's some freaking sand from the Holy Land. So yeah. I went into one of the duty-free shops, um, and, I, and I see something that I want, which yeah. is – and you might laugh at this because of the manner in which I did the, the task, but there's a T-shirt. It's a real nice blue color with a real kind of nice tan writing, and it says, yeah. I climbed Masada. Nice. And then in the yeah. middle, it's got the, the uh, Hebrew Masada, uh, which is very cool looking. Um, and did so, you get it, baby? Did you pull the trigger on it? Yeah. I said to the, the nice lady behind the counter, I'm like, I'd like an extra large of that shirt because it's a thing where she like pulls them out. Yeah. So I buy the shirt, I get home, I'm showing my wife all the things that I bought, and I pull out this thing, and it's a 3XL. No. Unbelievable. So I'm thinking, like, I mean, I don't know anybody who wears a 3XL. Um, I I put it in some hot water, and it it shrunk a little, and I think my wife's going to, like, take it in. The arms are okay, so, but but of course I had the the buyer's remorse on that that tip. What about you, Ted? That's tough. You know, mine is uh, mine is T-shirt related as well. You know, Jay and I bought some. Uh, we bought some T-shirts in the old city. You were excited and, about those T-shirts, dude. I was, and I'm still I'm still kind of excited about it. But the thing was, part of what was kind of fun about the T-shirts is that you could see them press the graphic onto the T-shirt like, oh, right in yeah. front of you, uh-huh. which oh. 
I don't know why I was excited about that because it it it's what exciting. it basically reveals is how cheap the shirt is. Um, <laughs> Isn't that how they make all T-shirts though? Like in a factory, they got one of those things and they're just cranking through them. I don't know. I don't know how they make them in the factory. I, I, don't I was either, right? it was something a little bit more magical than that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what it reminded me of, Zach? Did you ever, when you were a kid, and you you might be a little young for this, but um, <laughs> in that you're like three years younger than me, but. <laughs> We would get these things that were like iron-ons, and, and it'd be like a Superman logo, and you'd uh-huh. take it home, and your mom would like iron it onto a T-shirt. Oh, I absolutely remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was like half my T-shirts in, in like second yeah, and third grade. exactly. Yeah. Dude, and you get like a Peterbilt truck one, and you get like a like a <laughs> Superman one. You know what yeah, I'm saying? absolutely. Yeah. G.I. Joe, and yeah. Keep on trucking. Yeah, G.I. Joe, dude, absolutely. So that's basically the tech that we're looking at on these T-shirts, and I get it. <laughs> the tech... I get, a, I get a frantic text from Johnny Shex, um, basically <laughs> saying, don't text put... from Johnny Shex. Oh, dude, there was, a, there was at least 10 exclamation points, I remember. Dude, there, were, there, was, some, there was some consternation, there was some fear, and right. Johnny Shex just very helpfully said, don't put your, don't put your t-shirts from the roost in the dryer. Oh, uh, no. Be- yeah, because the logos will peel off. Um, First so, time, too. So we had washed both of them. Did and you one even of the, wear it before you put it on, Johnny? Or before you washed washed it, Johnny Shex? It was the wife's Masada shirt that she had made. Mm-hmm. All and she loved the the cool thing was you can pick all the colors. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I was excited. It may, it may just be some dumb little press thing, but I was stoked on all that. But and, did she uh, wear so it? She or had did her, she just wash it first she, and then? She, I think she. I think she wear it wore it one time. And then she went to wash it because I don't dry a lot of my shirts as well. I've got a very long torso, which, <laughs> I mean, that's real. So if I dry a shirt, you can see my disgusting belly button, right? Nobody wants to see that, right? Yeah. You, a shirt's got to be long enough or, or you got to throw it out. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, so, absolutely. I've spent, I don't know, $2,000 probably on T-shirts over the last eight years. Where, and then I dry them and all of a sudden they go halfway up my midriff. And it's yeah. like, seriously? Right on. That's exciting. I'm, I can really wear this to the gym. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was actually her shirt because I don't dry a lot of my stuff. So she was actually in tears. Like uh, she was oh. pretty much in oh. tears holding the Masada shirt of uh, extremely upset. And, uh, you know, I was too bad. She's not a three XL. I'd send her mine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously. Dude, that makes me uh, sad. Your wife is like a sweetheart. I don't like to think of her crying and sad about the, the Masada shirt. Yeah. yeah, well, dude, it's a big deal. And she kind of had the shirt made, and you guys yeah. climb Masada. You know how brutal. Like, the whole day was amazing. It's, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. We've been crying about a lot of stuff, to be honest. But uh, that was the first day. We were home for, like, two days, like a day. And anyway, so. Jay, we, we, I got to tell you something, man. If you cannot trust a random guy with a T-shirt press in the Muslim quarter of the old city of <laughs> Jerusalem, who Boy, can you well trust? Said. Who can, can you trust? trust? Absolutely. Yeah. So Ted, did you had you already done this or or what? No, I uh, I had washed both shirts and KK accidentally put one of them in the dryer. So that one were we're getting some peeling on it. Oh, really? Man. Yeah, yeah. And, Which uh, one? The, Seahawks? No, Johnny Shex got the Seahawks. I got Seahawks. two Patriot shirts, one for myself and one for uh, one for. Oh, Trent. that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, we're enjoying we're enjoying our stuff. We're enjoying our dags. I'm looking at my uh, my souvenir <laughs> dagger. Right now, it's uh, it's here at the office with me in the studio. So, uh, so I'm did enjoying that. Did you get that. that in the Muslim quarter? I did. No, no, I got, got that one you got right by the Church of the uh, Holy Sepulchre. Holy Sepulchre, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, 
because uh, the, the guy swore to me that the the rubies he may yeah. have said rubles whatever he said <laughs> he swore to me they were real yeah and that's what Te- ted was just disgusted at that point and so he was trying to charge me uh, literally an arm and a leg i think yeah. for that for that dagger yeah i was like dude are you kidding anyway that guy was so out of control man. i'm a little envious ted i gotta tell you baby i'm gonna i'm gonna see what i can do man maybe we can <laughs> We can get one of your kids easy. gets in big trouble or something. No, I'm dude. Not. I'm gonna take it away. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna yeah. take the dag away from Maxim and say I'm giving this to Johnny <laughs> Shex. Dude, Ted's <laughs> actually gonna get fired because he's gonna find out there's a zero tolerance dagger policy at Union University. <laughs> it's in the handbook, actually. There's an anti dagger policy, so I'm, <laughs> well, I'm trying to find some workarounds. You know, just trying to see what I can what I can do vis a vis the daggers. But uh, uh, Jay, I want to ask you about some non buyers remorse that you might have. Uh, Is there anything that you oh, really sure. wish you would have acquired in, in Jerusalem? Interesting. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So, one of the things that I don't like, I, I'm not a huge shopper. Okay, yeah. but, but but in the Jerusalem piece, and this is when I text Itai, I, I may put this in here after you know you're amazing and this and this. I, I felt very rushed at every gift shop. So mm-hmm. I, I believe it was the Sea of Galilee gift shop where I first ran into uh, the essence of David uh, yep. Musk. Yep. Um, and also, what, what did we have? We had the Lion of Judah sent, and we had something along the lines of King Solomon's palace or something. And mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, so I, I had my eye out, and that was the very beginning of the trip, and I did not pull the trigger. I was rushed. It was 190 shecks or something. Mm. And so, you know, I was rushed and I didn't do it. I was like, oh, I don't want to do it. And then, yeah. the, so, long story short, I, I, I continued to see this cologne for about twice as much the rest of the trip. Did mm. not ever get it, never picked yep. it up. So, in that, I, you know, I, uh, I am very, I, am, I have a lot of remorse over that. What about, some- the, what about the t shirt that, that you were uh, flip flopping on? <laughs> Um, the, the one that you you made sure I you you I think you turned to me and said stand down boy you can't <laughs> buy that that one yes well you know and I think I mentioned this maybe on a previous show but at the end of the day I like to I, I like to laugh at things I especially like to laugh at like tough guys and you know every, a lot of people take themselves too serious I've, I've been working in the strength uh, community and fitness community for a long time it, it, there's just so much vanity and stuff. So I, I think it's really fun to make fun of myself and make fun of other people. You know, we, we take things too serious. In California, on that note, uh, every you know, not everybody, but there's this big uh, push for tough guyness in the world of you know tattoo expos and UFC <laughs> fighting. Yeah. So everybody's a UFC fighter. Everybody. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. So anyway, the the, the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu craze right now, and not to take anything away from that uh, at all. I think it is definitely great. Whatever else. Um, however, it could just get a little much. So I like to poke fun at things. Um, and I, so you see a lot of guys where I live and where I train and where I I do my strength stuff with their, you know, I'm a total stud, uh, jujitsu killer shirts on, uh, which is fine. Uh, when I was in Israel, uh, I think the second day or third day, maybe I came across a shirt that had my name all over it in certain respects. And then Zach being much more theologically sound than me. Uh, forced me to stand down on the purchase. Man and, of the uh, cloth. It was basically a Hasidic Jew who was in, um, I don't know, a kind of a Bruce Lee karate stance. <laughs> and the shirt below said Jew, J-E-W, Jitsu. <laughs> and I, between that and the Pikachu shirt, uh, 
from the Pokemon thing. I was I was on one knee. I had to take a knee because yeah. I was I was out of oxygen. I was laughing take so a knee, hard. Think it over. Yeah. And I was excited until I yep. met Zach's uh, disapproving face. I think what I honest. said to you, Jay, was that at best that was playfully anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Which, which I didn't, you know, and that's the thing. I needed you to explain that. I, I thought it was amazing. So anyway, a uh, little remorse on that. Did happen upon a jujitsu coffee mug. Mm. Now that you can keep in the privacy of your own home and, and but, enjoy. Exact, but now that you, you pointed this out to me, I have nothing but love for my Jewish brothers. You know what I mean? I, you know, I've got Israel flags all over the place. It's kind of all I wear. I got pins on all my yep. bags. I got my shirts with stencils not coming off because I won't dry them. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to offend anybody. I just thought it was hilarious. And I love the, ta- the, the joking take on a yep. very kind of bullyish sport right now. Yeah, Absolutely. and if you could say, I bought this in Jerusalem, in the, in the Jewish quarter, I think that that kind of that probably insulates you to some degree. Right. Well, I wish we would have had this conversation, I don't know, like three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> your, your wife did not want you to get it either, and so I don't think my opinion would have mattered one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. I, I can usually win it over on her, though. I, she was busy buying trinkets and things for uh, her office. So, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, you're probably right. It's probably a good idea. But I did think, you know, and all, I thought it was really... It, not in a bad. I, I just thought it was hilarious. I had never put that together. That those words could even. I just thought it was clever, and it sort of uh, cut down on the on the tough guy aspect of the sport that has that been popularized by kind of you know the the bad guy from Karate Kid One. Sort of. It's like Johnny Lawrence. Is that what his name is? Okay. Yeah. Sort of the you know that's I mean, what, he, what we have around. He he's no bad guy from Karate Kid Three, Terry Silver. But yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The king of bad guys. Boys, I want to talk about a purchase that the three of us made. Uh, we made this purchase together. We made this purchase on the last day of the trip. And there's absolutely no buyer's remorse related to this purchase. And, not for uh, us, anyway. <laughs> not, for, not for us. We'll get into that. Uh, for the three of us, there's no buyer's remorse. But I, I want you to talk about our tattoo experience in the old city of Jerusalem. So we were approached by a gentleman um, this is a guy on our trip. This is a guy on our trip who's very handsome. Um, he's pan ethnically handsome, which we discussed <laughs> in a previous app. Uh, that's the handsomest kind of handsome you can be. And <laughs> part of this guy's very unique, like hipster animal magnetism was his own tattoo situation. He had, he had a couple of tattoos. He made them look really good. He brought to our attention the, the existence of the oldest tattoo shop in the world. Uh, in the old city. Yeah, in the old city of Jerusalem, uh, the proprietor's name is Rizuk. We made a little appointment, and we all went to the old city one morning and got tattoos. So, yeah, boys, I want you to talk about Rizuk. Johnny Shex, if you could, man, just kind of describe this gentleman. Uh, describe what we saw that morning in the tattoo parlor, and and then uh, paint a picture, a, a little picture for the listeners of what <clears throat> of what your tattoo looks like. Okay. Uh, first of all, if you ever, if anyone finds himself uh, in the Christian quarter of Jerusalem, uh, you gotta come here. Okay. This to yeah. me, this is out of the movies. Yep. You have everything's thousands of years old. I, I don't want to quote anything because Zach will Zach will throw me on my. Anyway, everything's like thousands of years old. It's absolutely gorgeous, um, and it looks like you would imagine out of the movies. Sort of. It was earlier in the day, so the, yep. the temperature was great. Birds are flying. There's some yep. nuns running around. Some different things. <laughs> And we're in the super, super old area. Uh, yeah. We come into the shop. Um, 
it is a wine cave of sorts. Uh, yes. uh, I don't know, like a Dude, wine tasting script. cave out of Napa Valley. But it, it's but, uh, 350 years there. old, though, right? What's that? It's 350 years old, the building. Is that what it, the shop? Yeah. Well, it looked great. So it was very clean. Uh, AC was pumping, which is a huge deal for me. I'm not going <laughs> to talk about anything without... I got to yes. give it to Israel, man. They understood that I the I was coming. And they did they, a nice uh, job on the AC. Nice, nice. So r- what, this guy, first of all, I look around. I see a clean shop. It looks like the inside of Batman's cave or something. Oh. And then it's it's the AC's pumping, and he's making coffee. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I turn around behind me. Oh, his Harley is parked outside. Now, yeah. that's about as American as apple pie right there. And then I turn back around. The first thing I see is, oh, his Harley shirt. And that's when I gazed up into his eyes and saw the flowing flowing locks of Absalom. Uh, the guy looked like... Uh, yeah. Dude, our boy guy, was handsome. Guy, very. Our boy so was he, he wicked handsome. He had, he had big arms. Like, he, he's very... He's a big dude. He, you know, he's probably 6'2", 6'3". He's got... He talks like, uh, you know, he's got, he's got this awesome accent. Total stud. Um, girls loved him. Guys kind of loved him as well. So... Dude, Rizuk yeah. is how I'd want to look if I was ethnic. If that makes yeah. sense. If yeah. I could choose, like, being ethnic... I'd want to look exactly like that and not he a looks like a, he looks like he looked like much more of a dude's dude of Fabio. We're like Fabio's yeah. like right. pretty kind of Wasim was like dude. a dude like he just got off a of Harley. He looks great. The dude. I got yeah. it, man. Uh, Fabio is the original guy that they um, wanted Cliff to put on the cover of Day of War. Wasim yes. Razuk is what the, you know Cliff's graphic artists eventually did to the guy. Yes. Right. Well, so, and, you know, and I don't want us to leave out the fact that his left arm was entirely covered in tattoos, but not his right, because he does his own. Yeah, unbelievable. Oh, wow, I did not know that. Yeah. You're serious? Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I mean, it was, so from the get-go, um, the picture was amazing. I was like, we're in the right place. I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, everyone was kind of, there's a, there's a nervous tension in the air. You have a group yep. of people about to get inked on that maybe yeah. don't a lot. The only, the pan-ethnic, um, gorgeous beast is the only one, you know, who, who has a plethora of tattoos. Well, I guess Zach has a couple, but basically there was some nervous tension. It's a little intense. Yep. Um, and we're in a foreign country and so we're not sure what the regs are. You know, if, if, if there's a version of OSHA or the health department that rolls through and if there is, how do you explain all the restaurants we walked by on the way there? Right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's okay. That's a good point too. Um, but this was the shop was clean nonetheless. It was. Yeah. The tension um, kind of dissipated when we got inside. Well, and then we we should mention that because Wasim was Israeli, more than likely he's been in the military and everything else, and uh, his pulse did not go above forty the whole time. <laughs> uh, so there was there was the voice of you ever you ever you know kind of panicky and somebody's like it's okay child everything's going to be fine <laughs> it put a little put a little hebrew accent on there and that and some long hair and, and some muscles and that was was seen the whole yeah. time so uh that's what, kind of what we had going in we all had ideas of what we were going to get i don't want to jump ahead i don't know if you guys want to talk about the the wood blocks that literally blew my mind Dude, uh, talk about the wood blocks. Like you and I both were going to get Cliff Graham Kavod tattoos, um, yes. and we weren't quite sure exactly what they were going to look like. But we had ideas, and we were going to let Wasim kind of run with it. But then we we saw right. these items. Well, I have the the wood blocks, uh, and so basically, <laughs> you know, Zach, you're the one that can kind of explain this well, though. I feel like I get jumbled in my jargon. Dude, our this. boy Wasim opens up this like zipper case that looks like it would have nothing of value in it, right? It's like this vinyl like yeah. 
like sad like 70s case and he just dumps out and like 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 they're you know gummy legos. bears or something he's just yeah legos yeah perfect and he dumps it out and and he says uh, you know you may want to look through these these happen to be uh, wood blocks that have been used for centuries to mark pilgrims to Jerusalem uh, so that they would go home and, and have a certificate of pilgrimage and yeah. one of them is he says this has been used since the early 1600s it's got a oh. Jerusalem cross. It's it says Jerusalem in in a Latin font, uh, and it it's just amazing. And you and I both kind of look at each other and we're like, well, obviously yeah. this is what we're getting. Yes, yes. I knew I knew it, that second, um, and I believe the branches that uh, that separate the cross from the Latin word. There's branches tied together with a bow, which I read. I believe uh, signified Bethlehem. Okay, Which and, is and then we cool. we both got uh, I don't I don't think that you got the I got the year twenty seventeen on it, and then we both got Kavod. I got it small at the top, and you got it huge on your forearm. Yes, so I kind of got it where like you would elbow somebody or something, kind of on the side of my <laughs> yeah. Kavod. Now I tens, don't know how, you know yeah. Which I haven't even told you guys when the, when the time's right. Ask me to tell you the story. A guy recognized Kavod and ran across the room. Um, Dude, whoa. no way! Tell us the story right now. Well, I don't. I, don't, I mean, uh, so that's basically it. Uh, no, <laughs> he already so told this, the story, it, as it were. Yeah, yeah, that was actually. Dude, no, give us the story. context. Like, where were you? So I was at um, I was at a meeting, and uh, so it was kind of a work deal, and this, you know, it was a big one. So I didn't know a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, and there was a guy there who I I know his name. I, I we chatted a little bit, but not really. And I had no idea he was a Christian either. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, throw that stuff out or whatever. And this guy comes over, and we're kind of chatting, and it's pretty obvious he, he has something he wants to tell me. You know, it's like right. either that or he has to go to the bathroom really bad. I, I'm like, well, you know, what's up, dude? You know, what's going on? I, I'm basically like, you know, and he's like, uh, uh, Kavod. And I was like, right on. And so he goes in to tell me that, you know, he is, he, where did you get that? And, I, of course, I have to tell him about Wasim Razouk and you guys. And, oh, by the way, I got this in Jerusalem because I'm just an amazing guy, you know. Um, so it's, it's a really cool story and it's hard not to get excited every time you tell it. It is. Yeah. And, uh, and it changes a little and my, you know, uh, maybe I, I add a little bit to it every, like we kind of got in a knife fight before we went in or <laughs> I'll throw some things on there. Um, you know, I, I, Zach blew the shofar, so we knew he was in trouble. So we sprinted over there. <laughs> and like, so, Zach blew the shofar and it sounded, you know, just like somebody blowing into a plastic tube and we could barely yeah, so, hear so it. So, so we knew he was in head. trouble. Yeah, Ted <laughs> throws me another dagger. We got daggers out there, so I throw it. But um, so anyway, we start. I start talking about that, and he was like, you know, tell me about this amazing sermon that he's heard recently. Um, the guy was breaking down Kavod. He couldn't believe it. So wow. we actually went out to coffee, him and I, after that, to talk. He wanted to hear more about Jerusalem. Uh, and I broke incredible. up my phone. Yeah, it was great. And I, and I couldn't believe it that within a week, someone yeah. had recognized the Kavod. Absolutely. Yes. Dude, that's awesome. Outside of church, too, in like a regular normal area. And it actually brought two guys together who were both Christians. And we had no idea. And it ended up in a now we now we text each other every couple days. You know, he's uh he's a he went to school, he's a professional piano player. The guy's unbelievable. He plays for a wow. church out here. Uh he run he just did a half marathon um trail run. Just a cool he's like a like a thirty five year old Lenny Kravitz and loves wow. Jesus. Nice. So, yeah, it was a, it's a great story. So uh anyway. I forgot where we were at. Well, I was I was about to say Ted's had a had a design that was so cool he he w- didn't deviate from it with the uh, wood blocks. Oh yeah, 
Dude, yeah. So my design was um, it was a prayer that my lady had uh, had handwritten out on one of those little pieces of like hotel sketch paper. Dude, she's and, got amazing uh, penmanship. I had no idea. Amazing, yeah. Dude, she does. She has beautiful handwriting, and I'd always kind of loved this prayer. It's the it's the Lorica of Saint Patrick, and um, I'd always wanted to get it, you know, tattooed somewhere. But um, <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> I was the way thought, he said that so coyly. I always wanted to get a tattooed somewhere. I actually made, I made the itai smirk after I said <laughs> I that. Say it sounded smirkish. But it's somewhere, radio, preferably the ruse, right? Yeah, somewhere preferably the ruse. So uh, went into Razook's shop, uh, asked Razook offhandedly. I didn't know if he could do this, but uh, I asked him if I could get it tattooed onto my shoulder in, in my lady's handwriting. And he said, sure, and he just put it onto that that little transfer paper and slapped it right on there. And uh, it was an iron on, right? Yeah, it was an iron on. It was basically an iron <laughs> initially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool though. That is so cool. Now it's incredible. It looks so good, man. I'm so thrilled with it. it. Does. I've, had, I've yeah. had not one moment of any kind of buyer's remorse on that. Like oh, yeah. nothing, right. nothing but joy and, and appreciation for Rizuk and the whole thing. But, uh, we had a guy on our trip and I'm not going to say who it was. I'm going to be very, I'm going to be very coy about it, but, um, <laughs> Do we, do we even want to put this in? We probably don't. Yes, we, we have to because I think someone might be able to inform why this would have happened. I, it can't be a mistake. Uh, this is what I'm saying. It can't be a mistake. I don't know, dude. I'm so I'm so like perplexed by it. So I've got all right, thoughts so, on the whole thing though too because I actually did some recon myself on this whole issue. All right, oh, bring it up. Suss it out, everybody. T- t- tell us what we're talking about here. Tell the t- tell the listeners. Okay. Ted. So well, first of all, so t- I want Ted to tell the story, but I got I don't know. Did you guys find out how he found out? No, yes. you guys know that he came home and the daughter. You, you hear that whole story? Yeah. No, and, and no okay. one knows what the world we're talking about. So we got to give it a little. Okay. little yeah. Text so here's here. the deal. So we had a guy. We had a guy on our trip um, who got a tattoo at the same shop. He got a tattoo of the line of Judah. So off of an old wood block, right? Off of an old right. wood block, five hundred, six hundred years old. Yeah. Really, really cool looking, like vintage, old looking line of Judah. Very cool. And, um, you know, he gets the tattoo, he gets it on his wrist, he shows everybody, we're all like, oh, that's dope, it looks awesome, and we all go on our merry way. And Uh, we all cover our tattoos up, we keep them covered with gauze for the entirety then. We had this plan to unleash them at the the, uh, airport, and then we're like, no possible way are we getting on this bacteria frappe of an airplane with, with these things hanging out. So that was a good call. So no one really saw anybody else's stuff for a while. Yeah, so we kept the tats all covered up on the airplane, and we, we all get to America. We say our goodbyes. We go our separate ways. Um, we get a text from this guy a couple some of days. Some of the goodbyes are a little more terse than others. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say. But... <laughs> yeah, some of the goodbyes were terse. And, I, and we got a text from Siege. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a text goodbye from Sorry, Siege. Sorry, not going to make it. Peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody have a great trip Have a back. nice life. Thanks a lot, Siege. <laughs> yeah, Thanks exactly. for the, the, the trip. To, yeah, right. yeah so now anyway. that we're blood brothers, uh, anyway. We get back home. We get a text from this gentleman, um, and he's very—he—he's—he's he's emotional, right? I can tell that he's—he's he's hurting. He's wounded, and he shares with us that uh, the moment he got home, he hugs his daughter. Uh, he unwraps his tattoo, kind of the big triumphant moment to show the family. Oh my gosh! Shows his daughter, who's like I don't know six, seven years old, and she goes, "Daddy, how many legs does that lion have?" And none of us noticed. That's none of us thing. noticed. None of us noticed. He looks down at his arm. Lo and behold, the line of Judah has five legs. Four down five. and one kind of kicking out, right? Prominent, yeah. One yeah, kicking four out, down, one prominent out, yeah. legs. 
And, you know, he was crushed. He was crestfallen. And that's kind of where we left the story. So, Johnny Shex, what have you heard from this guy um, vis-a-vis, like, the, this whole issue? Like, what, where, where does this stand right now? Well, so he, um, he had given it about 48 hours before he reached out to us. Yeah. Uh, to think about this. I think he yeah. lost his mind for a minute. He lost and, uh, his mind, and who wouldn't? And I think the first thing he did was he contacted uh, none other than the magician Razuk himself. Did he really? And, uh, huh. Because, oh yeah, so all because all of our tats came out phenomenal. This yeah. I don't want to take anything away from Wasim here, but yeah. I still, this is kind of a big deal. So yeah. John, uh, whoa, uh, so our buddy contacts Wasim, <laughs> yeah. and uh, <laughs> Wasim goes overboard. It's pretty cool. So he gives two options. First, He's going to be in America um, in a month, less than a month now. This all happened a couple weeks ago, whatever. So Wasim's going to be in America, and he's going to meet up with our buddy. Are He'll you do serious? That. Yeah. Yes. Or our buddy can go to a tattoo shop of his choice and do whatever he'd like to do, and Wasim will pay for it. Wow. Yeah. Dude, dude, Wasim's a stand-up guy. Wasim and he was many, totally... many apologies, many apologies. Type and we were deal. rushing yeah. him. This is, this is kind of our fault. We were rushing him to get all I, of this I, done because we had to be – at the uh, the Joppa Gate at a certain time, and right. uh, so yeah, it was it was uh, Jaffa Jaffa Gate. Uh, yeah. it, it was kind of like he opened early for us, and the whole time we're kind of like keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. We got to get through all these people, and the number of people right. who are going to get tats like doubled. Some people were there just to watch well, and wound up you exactly know. as soon as soon as everyone saw the inside of the grotto, everyone was all in. So we went from like yeah. three of us that were going to get tats to like six or eight something. Exactly. So, so what's our guy going to do it, here? Well, that that I don't know, but I was going through uh, maybe Razuk's website or I think pictures from all of us. Um, I, I forget which one, and I found a stencil that looked identical with five legs. Really? really? Yes, and it, it was not the line of Judah. It was some different animal, some different creature. Uh, and it, but it had the exact same legs, and I'm like, ah, oh. because it's, the other thing is we all got pictures with Razuk holding the the, the right. original stencils under the tattoo. So I'm like, how in the world did this happen with our boy? How would yeah. that have happened? So, so did, did, that didn't happen. Do you know if I mean I, I saw? No, I didn't see him take that pic. I saw him take that picture with everybody, but. We were all out, you know, buying the, yeah, guys, the press on T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, we were out buying daggers and T-shirts and plates for our friends. Yeah, that's yeah. so. We had left uh, our buddy and his wife, which I kind of felt bad about, but uh, we wanted to get a little roost time in before we had to go back to America for crying out loud. Yeah, you got to get loose in the roost is what you got to do. Yeah, we had to get a little loose, uh, you know. So you didn't so, find you didn't find any kind of like this is the symbolism like in some in some uh, online encyclopedia of iconography or something. No, no, I'm, 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 I'll find it, and uh, I'll find the uh, stencil. Because in my mind, because I was asking Wasim when he was doing the same, the one that you and I got, Zach. I said, you know, do you, you do these, this, this one. You do these a lot, and yeah. he was saying that he does all the stencils. He probably does this one the most, and then he does the stencils are very popular, obviously, yeah. because they're so cool. I mean, yeah. and there's nowhere in the world you can get these done, you know. So Razuk opens ten shops in America. Well, you're still not going to get the original things like we got, which is really cool. But oh, uh, he told he told Ted he was on his way that afternoon to go to a Syrian church and do how many Ted? Yeah, he was going to do a bunch. I forget like how sixty many. or seventy yeah. or something. Just bang, bang, bang. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, so, so I, 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 maybe he got them confused uh, is all I can think of because he's done them so many times. I'm sure he was a little rushed. I mean, that's a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. He opened early for our crew, 
and pretty much got us all done by 11. I mean, right. that's, that's two hours of him just going nuts. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, it really is. Dude, and we tipped the heck out of this guy. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, we I would did. I would ask for the tip back if I found that there was a, a massive error, though. Yes. Dude, yeah. I'll tell you what, though. If there had been a mistake and I called him and he's like, oh, I'm going to be in America, I would have jumped right on that. I would have been like, oh, I'll be there, too. I don't care where it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. I, you're going to be in Baja, California. So am I, right? But yeah. I, Right, right. Yeah, I'm happening around that area, too. The, yeah. the, the, it does look, because these things are so old, though, and Ted had mentioned some word that, you know, the, the, the glyphic, whatever they are, it, it yeah. looks, when you look at this thing, to me, yes, it's got five legs, but it's almost on the, in the Egyptian sort of, well, it doesn't look off to me. It really doesn't because right, it's so yeah. old. Yeah, I probably just would just leave it, honestly, if I were him. It, it's, a, yes. it's an interesting story. Very few people would notice. It takes the, the purity of a six-year-old to notice that it's got you know the wrong number of legs. Well, how would you know it's not supposed to have five legs that, that signifies something, though? Yeah, I'd, I'd I mean, make up some, like, you know, oh, oh, this sure. is actually uh, symbolizes the you know the five wounds of Christ and the five right. uh, crosses yeah, of the yeah. Jerusalem cross and the five yeah, smooth exactly. stones. <laughs> yeah. And, how, and the five gospels. You know? The five smooth stones. Exactly. That's awesome. We should actually text him that stuff. That's great. We should. We should. I would take. I would do that. I think it's, it still looks amazing. You but. guys, before we go, I got to tell the. Uh, I got to tell the second hat story. Yeah, boys, we have time. We have time for one quick story. We have just a couple of minutes, and uh, you know this. This concerns tchotchke buying. It's been kind of a theme. Shopping has been a theme of uh, of this episode, and I just got to set this up. And then the Zach, I'm, outlets. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna hand. I'm gonna hand the story off to you to finish it because it it really. Uh, but it involves all three of us very, very intimately. So we were stopped <laughs> at like a, a scenic overlook in Jerusalem. And yeah, it was a beautiful view. But part of the scenic overlook and part of the whole thing of being on a Jerusalem tour, an Israel tour, is you never really pass up an opportunity to go to the bathroom. Because you never know when it's going to swing around again yeah. that you have this. So True life. Um, Johnny Shex, you and I walked down to... Uh, to the bathroom to take a leak. And as we were heading in, there was a gentleman there selling some merchandise. He had the flutes, all the standard stuff. He had the Jerusalem, Jerusalem ball caps. Uh, <laughs> but he had something that I hadn't seen before. And it was unique. And what he had was, um, he had fedoras, but oh, they were yeah. sort of, they were woven. They were like, um, I, what, what's the material I'm thinking of, Zach? They were like straw hats, right? They were straw hats. They were, it like was a, like, it was a, like straw a plastic fedora. straw. Yeah. They reminded me of somebody who would steal 11 books from us, actually. Yeah, and you know what? It didn't <laughs> remind me of that douche, so uh, so I'm glad. But anyway, there were straw fedoras, and I turned to my boy, uh, Jay Shex, and I said, you know what? I'm going to get my boy to buy one of those. That, that, <laughs> looks, like, that looks like the kind of thing I and could get back. this is all like mid-walk. I mean, we're almost in a run to the bathroom, and we, yeah. we, we see all this in a split second. Yeah, we do not make eye contact because that's nope. the, with with the seller because yeah. that's the, that's the death of of everything because they'll throw nine necklaces around you, slap you, and put a hat on you and, yeah, and demand money. You make eye right? contact with a seller and you're out twenty minutes. 20 oh, minutes. so right. so Ted Ted's way ahead of me at this point. I don't even know what's going on, and Ted's got a whole game. He's playing a whole game, and I don't even know what's happening. Dude, I'm playing well, a by game. This- by this point, though, you guys were in in kind of a uh, over under slash kind of who you, you yeah. were both trying to get either me or chest cam to spend more money in any given situation. That's so right. Yes. You both had a there dog were, in the fight. So there was about four or five times, very inappropriately, uh, in a very serious museum or wherever we were, that I would yeah. come up behind chest cam 
and completely. I mean, I, I should actually, uh, you know, ask some repentance here. I, yeah. you know, I would say, hey man, uh, I wonder what they have in the gift shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just have yeah. to start thinking about it. Like, dude, I wonder if they have some more of those cool flutes, dude. You should have got more of those. <laughs> and I start planting things. Dude, I start inception. planting things, and it's like, dude, how dare you? you? You know, you're in the museum where you know the 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 Dead Sea Scrolls are on the wall. Get your head in the game. Yeah, right? exactly. wrong game, and right? Like, yeah. No, no. Yeah. So it's all about beating Ted at this point. I could care. I was like Dead Sea Scrolls. That's awesome. I took a picture. Wasn't supposed to. I did, and then I corrupted <laughs> one of my fellow travelers. Awesome. Yeah, your boy chess cam. So, uh, so this is the situation we were in, and we both had yeah, we both had little situations going. Myself with Zach, you with chess cam, and and I said, you know what? I'm gonna get my boy to. I'm gonna get my boy to buy one of these. So. We, <laughs> We exit the bathroom. I, I go up to Zach ever so casually, and I just say, I said, dude, there's some straw, like, fedoras for sale over there. I, can, I could really see you wearing one of those. You know, I, I could yeah. see you in one of those. And, and I saw the flicker, the glimmer in Zach's eye. Oh. You know? He had been tchotchke-free for, for a little while, for a few minutes, and it was time, you know? It was time to go have a look at some tchotchkes. So Zach, off the wagon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand you the, the story at this point. You bring it home. So I walk up to the guy with you behind me. I know what's going on. I mean, I know yeah. what's going on. I'm not stupid. Yeah. Dude, you but... were born yesterday, not this guy. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I tell the guy, he's like, oh, yeah, look, 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 look. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the bathroom a minute. And I, I'm thinking again, maybe when I come out, he'll be engaged otherwise with someone else yeah. and I can slip by. Oh, so no. I go down. I, 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 I go to the bathroom. I, I come back out. And he's still just standing there waiting for me. And you and Jay are both behind him, <laughs> arms folded in this kind of, this is going to be yeah. awesome, however it goes, kind of a stance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and so he, I look at these things, and immediately they remind me of you-know-who. Uh, and they just, I, I'm thinking, like, out of context, how weird would it be for a guy in the capital city of, of Michigan to be wearing a straw fedora that says Jerusalem on it? This is strange. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I said, I'm not interested in those. But then I, my non-buyer's remorse, you guys, it, it all, it all kind of revolves around the caliph. You <laughs> Dude, know, you wanted that Sultan hat, didn't you? I want it, yes. Oh. And so I say to the guy, I said, I'm interested. I'm more interested in that. But you know, I had in mind what I was going to do, Ted, and it was going to be to dominate you at the game. Mm. Um, and I, and I, wow. admittedly, I did. But I feel like I beat you and myself. Dude, because we odd focus. You hurt yourself. In yeah. trying to hurt me, you hurt yourself. Fascinating. I, I, I hurt us both. And you can't hurt one of us without hurting us both, Ted. That's the That's thing. Right. That's so right. So I, I say, I want I like this thing. And so he throws one on my head, which yep. is, you know, it's like a big uh white with a blue pattern on it, kind of like, like giant handkerchief. Thing, right? Yeah, like the Arafat thing. And then he and then he stretches the the elastic around mm. and then and uh, uh Ted's over here and he says, Oh, you look like you were born in Jerusalem. Then under his, <laughs> then under his breath to Jay, he says, "You see what I'm doing?" Uh, um, <laughs> unbelievable. Which yeah. I find that part out later from Jay. So, so oh. I said, uh, and, and I have to repent here because I lied to the gentleman to get away from him, <laughs> and, I, and I knew it, I had to get away quick. And, and I saw the picture you took later, where I had my wife looked at it and she goes, "Oh, who's this? Who's this?" and points at me. Uh-huh. Because my whole countenance changed, and instead oh. of looking like the fun-loving pastor that I am, the suddenly sultan. I had this hardened sultan face. Yes. You know? and, and so yeah. she, so I said, I got to go ask my wife. Um, mm. And so I, I pull it off, and I yeah. and he says, okay, okay, you ask, and I and I just made a beeline for the bus, hopped on the bus, and then I did text my wife something so that I felt like I was only half lying to the poor merchant. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I so I only wound up with one horrible hat. 
Uh, headwear otherwise, uh, n- nothing purchased in Jerusalem. Dude. Uh, yeah. Just the double Jerusalem hat. That's it. And I got to say, you guys, the, the people who did get um, the Caliph, uh, Chess Cam got one and just wore it for a minute, and then he brought it home as kind of a, uh, a ha-ha, look, I got this interesting thing. But the people yeah. who got it and wore it all the time, that kind of weird. made me angry. I like in my mind, I kept on saying, you know, mentally, silently, like, take that off, take that off, take that off. And they never did. Yeah. Yeah. It's like because it's not for you. You know, you didn't earn it or whatever. Right. You're not like like they yeah. thought it made them less. You know, I've been to J- Jerusalem a few times now and, and it makes me less of a, a tourist when nothing could right. possibly make you more of a, of a right. kind of American uh, obnoxious That's tourist true. than right. Wearing that thing around. That's yeah. true. Back. Boys, this has been uh, this has been an action packed episode, man, and a memory packed episode. And and I have to say, I was a little bit uh, glum is the wrong word, but uh, I think you said it, Zach, when we when we got online here in the studio. I was a little bit down in the mouth, man, just a little bit down in the mouth. But uh, doing this show, doing this show with you two gentlemen, you two radio pros, um, it has it has made my day. I'm back up now. So nice. Um, nice. My only my only regret in all this is that we don't get to like be in Jerusalem together for another 10 days starting like immediately because that was, uh, that was so much yeah. fun. So, um, we will nice be to talk to Jay though. I mean, I, I was, I was bummed, man. I, I knew I'd see you in a few weeks cause you were getting yeah. together at the beginning of July, but I was thinking, man, am Which I ever going to, yeah, yeah, I know. Am I ever going to see you or talk to Johnny Shex again? But the answer it's, is yes, yeah. because tough, he's a man. part of the program now. He's um, part of the family, this guy. He, and I, and I said, Jay, this has never happened before. I set mm-hmm. your initial freaking rank in the gut check army, four star general. There's no higher Whoa. you can go. Huge, huge. Whoa! If we sound yeah. like Trump, that's funny. So um, we're never going to finish gut check literacy month. All that's left is the epilogue, and, and we keep putting it on. I don't even remember what the book's about anymore. Yeah, no, but, I don't. Uh, care. We don't have time. There's no yeah, time. We don't. There's no time because we've been on for like an hour and a half already. So, uh, <laughs> so boys, I'm going to sign us off. Um, this has been the Gut Check Radio Podcast, and uh, we will see you next time. <laughs> that was great.